listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. They're wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Inherent's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Cree Robertson, alongside our soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we've returned to the studio for episode 428. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, what's going on? Mm, yes, sir. So what you been into this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I was just, like, deep into um, Disgaea 7, man. I've just been nice. playing that all weekend. Is it shaping up? Oh, yeah. It, it, it's really good. It's super fun. Um, the story was pretty serviceable. It's just like your typical gang ba- gag manga. It was it was okay, uh, 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 nice and humorous for the most part. But and, and they do have a pretty strong uh, uh, core of characters that are pretty cool. I fucks with the most of them. But yeah, man, the the I got sucked into the 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 level the level up system, and I've been like having a good time with that shit. Nice. Yeah, and that's that's actually the real uh that's the real uh benefit of the uh or the enjoyment behind the post game. Yeah. Like if you have a fun combat system and the level up mechanics aren't like egregious in the grinding, it could get fun. Yep. And that's they dope. got a bunch of uh, dope classes that you can um check out and uh I was able to unlock all of the classes including all the new ones and they were pretty strong the psychic is definitely one of my favorites they have a lot of really cool moves and the all stat debuffs on on every every time you hit an enemy so mm-hmm. yeah that that's that's I'm pretty good I'm a huge fan of like secret classes secret like characters all that good stuff what I am not a fan of is when they are gated behind like ultra grindy or just like super rng like uh, uh unlock mechanics yeah Ugh, i'm just like god we don't have to do that you know what i mean like <laughs> i don't mind playing your game just give me some way to play your game so that i can achieve the goals and boy i'm happy yeah it's nice that there wasn't any of that in this game and i'm saying the characters have some they're pretty straightforward to unlock there's only one character that was you you required what a, a rare item to get it, and even that wasn't wasn't even all that bad. I happened to get it by accident, so it it, it was pretty nice. Yeah, in order to unlock the the Mako, which is the a remake of the 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 maid class from previous games. So oh yeah yeah yeah. The, the Mako, Mako yeah. is is like um uh she's like a an idol slash uh I guess like a hostess. Mm-hmm. Is I guess would be her fucking her her, her style and no nah, no nah, she's pretty it's, dope. It's interesting because um in figure fantasy there is a character named Mako who has the same archetype. I wonder if uh, there was some inspiration drawn there. Yeah, it, it's probably they probably stem from the same archetype. Probably mm-hmm. they're probably emulating the same thing. Just the a ho- an, an idol o hostess. I can't really see that being too rare in Japan. No. No, <laughs> it, that is a uh, still a very uh, relevant social trope. But yeah, yeah. So now I'm pretty much just um, I, I I was able to unlock the training stage, so now I can level up pretty easily. So now uh, now I'm in the point where I'm starting to grind for weapons and starting to look for the best weapons. Like 
I've seen some shit online that I've never even like seen before in game. I don't even know Damn. where the fuck people are getting these weapons. But I haven't gotten into any of the Carnage realms yet, so that's probably why. Mm. You know, and this Gaia is actually has like a post game that I find is very reminiscent of uh, Star Ocean: The Second Stories. Mm-hmm. And 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 you very recently played them, so you could actually tell me if I'm actually if I'm if I'm on point with that, but yeah, I, I, for my memory, if I remember them being like, I, I got the same feeling when I was like grinding the post game. Yeah. Game. Pretty much like both of those games is like it, when you beat the game, you essentially unlock the challenge version of the game. Mm-hmm. And in order to beat those challenges, you just got to be dummy, dummy strong. And the game has a lot of, the game has a lot of mechanics in order that allows you to get super strong, but you can't really utilize them as well as you can post game, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, it's like they give you the keys to the car, but it's like stuck in first. You're stuck in like second gear until you beat the game. Yeah. When you beat the game, then you can go all the way to fifth and be like, now you're really flying. Yeah, and and that's the and and I find that that not for nothing that was a very fun era of RPGs. You know what I mean? Like I enjoyed that that version of the uh, of the of the post-game era, but, you know, then, you know, as, you know, RPGs branched off into various other sub-genres, we, they, uh, developers moved away from just, like, giving you that, hey, man, we got, like, two secret dungeons and a bunch of grindy shit for your post-game, you know what I mean, which was relatively fun. Yeah, I mean, that's usually pretty standard, you know, like, as, as you mentioned, like, those two games, this Gaia and um, uh, uh, Star Ocean, are really those those post game challenge dungeons are really like mechanic specifics to those games. Most other fighting games, you have that they have the same thing. It's just before you beat the game. It's like it's the last, it's the third act of the game. Essentially, once everything opens up, then you have the ability to grind against super strong. But yeah. those games, you know, usually have a cap at like level ninety nine, whereas. Yeah. Both Star games. Ocean has a cap of two fifty five, and this guy has a cap of nine thousand ninety nine. So <laughs> it's so absurd. Like they, they were like, you know what? If we're going to like break the norm, we might as well just go all the way, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Why yeah. not? But yeah, so um, I do miss that that uh, era of of uh, game design, and I'm glad that there's still examples of it that I could go back to to just if if I ever get nostalgic enough to actually jump in. It's right there. It's right there. You know what I mean? Like it's nice about those remasters. Mm-hmm. They're becoming a clutch, man. They need to they need to do a a, a tactics ogre or fucking remaster. Uh they did battle ogre, I think. Yep. That's yeah. not the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking but about tactics ogre, ogre. I meant Ogre Battle sixty four. That's the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Ogre Battle So there's a Tactics Ogre and there's also Ogre Battle sixty four. And Ogre I think Ogre Battle sixty four was like the combination of what that era had really uh, uh, built up with, um, for that franchise. But yeah, Ogre Battle 64 was super dope. Sure was late, man. They have a lot of really, really crazy and unique classes and ways to unlock them based on their fucking uh, affinity and morality and like actions taken about. Like it was just so in depth on another level that like you don't really see before or after. Nah, yeah, I agree. That 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 uh that always is a a, a game that like 
a tr like when you want to plume the depths of how much people love RPGs, it's like, oh, you fuck with Ogre Battle 64? It's like, ah, uh, okay. Because that's even Classics. emulatable. You know, people can still emulate that now. So it's like, there's no reason that if you love RPGs that you don't experience that one. Because that one was really unique in, its, in, um, in what it uh, did the first time. But anyway, yeah. That's what's up. Uh, I jumped into, uh, you know, I achieved infinite wealth. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I purchased Yakuza um, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Uh, but you know what? At the same time, like, when I was in the, the GameStop, because, you know, I'm a loser. I still purchase physical media, and pretty much GameStop is the only place you could uh, you could purchase those things now. Um, I saw uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is... Uh, Pokemon's foray into kind of like a more open world uh, type of format, action RPG format. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was like, you know what? If anything, I I feel I I want to I want because I heard that it was patched to fix a lot of the glitchiness, and so you know it, it it's serviceable. Like the game functions as intended at very least. And so I was like, you know, I want to see what what that effort came to. When it was like officially sanctioned by by Pokemon, because there's a couple other spinoffs, uh, like Pokemon Coliseum and things like that, that were decent, but never really achieved any kind of, um, you know what I mean, critical acclaim. But uh, Legends Arceus, like, I heard a lot of thing, good things, like it. Same. It. it, it in its final rendition, it was serviceable as a Pokemon game. And that's all I actually want. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to Pokemon at this point and thinking that you're going to get something that is, like, revolutionary, then, you know, you, you haven't paid attention to what they're doing. And they're very consistent. And I heard that this was a really good rendition of the Pokemon formula with some, you know... Uh, 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 modifications, and so I was like, you know what? Let me grab that. I thought that that was important as me because you know what? This is something I want to preclude this with is that I feel like the the average Pokemon game is a six. Like even a good Pokemon game is like a six because it's a game made for kids, and so the story. And the dialogue take a hit for that, and rightfully so. The graphics that they choose to to re or remain as their aesthetic take a hit for that. And so, but that's not to say that I don't deeply love Pokemon games. And game, there's Pokemon games that are that I think that are objectively a six that I deeply love and think are great. You know what I mean? And then there are the few Pokemon games that innovate that go up into the seven and eight range, like the black and white and the, uh, like, X and Y. Um, games that really innovated on the formula, I think those ones tend to step up, but, like, a really good Pokemon game is really just a six. You know what I mean? And that's not a dig at them. I'm just, just to say, like, let's be a little bit objective at what we're looking at, because we're looking at a game that is very much designed to be picked up by a six-year-old. You know what I mean? 
And like, it's a little bit, I think, disingenuous to critique that the same way that I critique like Armored Core 6, which is a fucking next level experience in terms of the depth that you can really plume into the character that you're creating down you know the mech customization you know what i mean like that's clearly not designed for a six-year-old to get you know what i mean and to grade pokemon on the same level as a game like that is genuinely i think disingenuous and so if we're going to try to be objective yes if there if they if pokemon existed in the same you know realm as like a armored core six pokemons are i think consistently sixes in terms of their delivery of the experience that they want now you know what i mean they're never gonna really hit that high level because they don't reach for that high level i don't think but i think that's important to like understand when you interface with pokemon because you know it, it, it's a an experience that like you know if i speak very highly of it and i talk about like hey i enjoy the storyline of pokemon you have to understand it's being delivered through hey you know we're gonna make a special Pokeball made out of everything that the creature likes, and that's going to be a special weakness. You know what I mean? Like, Or it's like, hey, 12-year-old, these <laughs> this evil organization is trying to take over the world. You mind putting on this suit of uh, experimental armor and go diving underneath the ocean and subdue this yeah. fucking kaiju. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like the level of suspension like, of disbelief yo, is similar. My nigga, I got, I picked up Pokemon like three days ago. I'm, I'm like, apparently one of those main characters is like 11 years old. And I'm like, you're fucking crazy, bro. So your parents it's just wild. let you at 11 years just leave and go explore the whole fucking, but you know what? That's the also, whole island. That's also an interesting exploration into the cultural difference between Eastern and Western culture because Japanese people will let their five-year-old like take the city bus. Like on a regular, like not even, and not even considered like a, they, they're considered a good parent for having trained their child well enough to use I public mean, utilities. Like it's when I was crazy. growing up, that was the standard. Yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't really today, have anyone like supervising. You think I let Kendrick step on a city bus in South Central <laughs> LA? Like, come on, by himself? Like, no way! You know what I mean? So that's just the cultural difference. So I see, I, I experienced the ex- other extreme because it's like I wouldn't even let Kendrick at fifteen ride the city bus by himself <laughs> unless he is well. You know what I mean? Hey, yo, you want to ride this wild beast that you just caught, my nigga? <laughs> Oh, do you yeah, have any I mean, training riding animals? Nah, I'm just going to wig it. And I'm sure this dragon will just let me ride on the back of it. It's cool. I raised it. It transforms. So bro. Power it trans- of friendship, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I watched it transform from a little fish into a dragon, so I'm sure I could ride on its back and Clean. fly all the way across the fucking state. You know, so, Pokemon yeah. is wild, bro. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there's a significant amount of suspension of disbelief and... I fully acknowledge, like, these are not, like, literate. You know what I mean? Like, Elden Ring was written by George R. R. Martin. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going <laughs> to... When we say video games, yes, Elden Ring and Pokemon are video games. <laughs> but no, they are not, like... I don't I don't put them in similar arenas. It's not and it's also thing. to remember that there's different types of fun, too. You know yes. what I mean? Not, everybody, not everything's got to be... On just one level. The world doesn't really work on it. And There's com- peaks and valleys to everything. I completely acknowledge that I am biased more so in... in there's no other part of my life that I'm more biased than in, like, 
Do you like Pokemon? Like, fuck, nigga, I was the seat of their fucking promotional, like, 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 their marketing hit my demographic, like, super duper hard, you know what I mean? And I was in a place where my parents, you know what I mean? Like, I had a TV, my G, you know what I mean? Like, I, wa- I watched the commercials a lot, and I watched the show a lot, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, one of them things, you know? Like, I can't be objective about Pokemon. So I, I always put that out there to say, if I speak highly of this game, please don't take it like I'm speaking highly of, like, something like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth because that game will be able to be interfaced with in probably multiple levels by all age levels. Like, this game is meant to be engaged with on the level of a 8- to 12-year-old. You know what I mean? And I acknowledge that I am a grown man indulging in that. And so please, yeah, I mean, so because I'm going to. But also at the same time, balanced enough that adults could compete at a like a, a world championship absolutely. level. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the developers are genius enough after this many decades to be able to be like, nah, and we know how to slip in a competitive fucking RPG. Competitive RPG, which is something that no one else actually is able to do. From There's like- no such thing as competitive RPG on the digital space outside of Pokemon, by the way. Yeah, I mean, like, let's like, be a hundred. Until, like, until last year, I didn't even know what a bunch of moves in Pokemon did, bro. I was just like, nigga, what, why would I ever pick that move ever? And right. then I learned about competitive Pokemon, and I was just like, nigga, that is bro, evil that people would do shit bro, like that. Bro, when you read that, you're po- that the opponent is putting up Protect, and you fucking, uh, and you sword dance, and that po- that that opponent faces drops, knowing that now next turn you're about to okay yeah. one hit your fucking yeah. their, their next Pokemon, and you're about to snowball because you got a pro- a Moxie Pokemon on your side, just getting more power off of the enemy fails. It's like you know what I mean. Like they slipped all of that under the radar because yeah. you can absolutely have some a, mash your way through game. that game's dialogue and still complete it. Mm-hmm. So like so I you know I didn't I even deep, know what nature's did until like four or five months ago. And so yeah, you know, I only say that because you know, as I said, I I recently got uh like a dragon, infinite wealth, so that's gonna be on the docket, but like as I purchase games this year, I feel like I'm just going to keep on purchasing Pokemon alongside them and playing them like in tandem. And and so like, yeah, it's going to get deeply nerdy. And so we, you know, I look forward to to deep diving not just uh, Ar- uh Legends uh Arceus, but also Scarlet Violet, possibly uh Sword and Armor, and that's just to give you know maybe. Some of the parents that listen, uh, some some food for thought to get their kids some games because Pokemon is a great game for kids. It it encourages reading. A lot of the storylines encourage empathy and 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 community. And so yeah, you know what I mean. Like I feel and like it teaches that is something you patience can... because you can't actually hurt your rival, and mm-hmm. some of those rivals are fucking corny and they won't leave you alone. Nope. And and you got to learn to deal with them. Yep. Got the storyline. And so yeah, you know, uh, all of that that is all of my prelude to say I will I will never go over that stuff again. Uh, <laughs> um, but Pokemon Legends Arceus, I think was like a very solid six and a half, um, a great foray into 
what Pokemon could be with some more modern mechanics. Um, with just, I, I just think that Game Freak was like, we, we could, we could capitalize on a few of these kind of like mobile grindy elements that just didn't need to be present. So I laud them for a lot of the, um, the live action or action RPG elements that were put into it. When I say action RPG elements, I mean like, you know, you never actively had to throw a Pokeball in Pokemon before. <clears throat> and no spinoff, and I think maybe in Snap might have been the closest thing, but like, and maybe, I think there was one other um, N64 spinoff where I think you actually had to like focus, aim, and throw a Pokeball, but they mixed that into the primary gameplay in a way that I think is extremely engaging and very well done. So pretty much there is um, a throw mechanic that is triggered to one of the shoulder buttons in which you can switch between either throwing items from your satchel or items from your pokey belt. And then you use the L and R triggers to cycle between those items. And it works very intuitively well. So well that Kendrick plays it. Like, I introduced it to Kendrick for maybe not even three minutes. And he was able to run up to the Pokemon in the environment and trigger the, the Pokeballs and throw a Pokeball at them to initiate the fight. Now, what I really appreciate is that the fights then commence in turn-based. Once you initiate fights through that method, it then commences in the turn-based format, which is like, oh, thank goodness. They didn't go too far. Like, if they got rid of the, the turn-based uh, uh, combat, I think that, that might have been a bridge too far for me, only because, you know, your boy ain't good at that shit. And so, like, the idea of, like, turning and aiming your Pokeball and releasing it to throw it at them, at the wild Pokemon, um, that was the extent of the uh, uh, engagement that I wanted from that. And they, they, I think they executed that very well. Um, one thing I didn't like that they did is that we're all used to typically, like, you encounter a Pokemon, you get a Pokedex entry, you catch the Pokemon, you get update to your entry, you get a shiny, you finish the entry, boom, you're done. And I think that's all been... That, that's the way it's been um, since Diamond and Pearl. And here, they worked in a whole... You have to grind the Pokedex uh, mechanic that is not welcome. I, I'm not <laughs> in... Like, it's way too much. My nigga, it's like... You have to catch 20 of them. And you have to defeat 25 of them. And you have to witness X amount of their move in this condition. And it's just like, what? Yeah, that's nah, why. I, I'm good. That's why uh, uh, Arceus never really appealed to me. Cause, and there's also, they took the focus away from um, trainer battles. It's another mm -hmm. reason why it wasn't, that it never really interested now, me as much as the other ones. Now, the fact that you can just, you can catch Pokemon without engaging them by, you know, like throwing pokeballs empty pokeballs directly at them in the overworld um which gets you through portions of the pokedex that's that's fine and dandy and all 
but I just didn't like the addition of the grinding mechanic. Like, it was unnecessary because then on top of that, there was people throughout the overworld that gave you missions to then grind out other stuff. And I was like, no, it's <laughs> not what I'm here for. That ain't what I'm here for. And so I, I'm going to MSQ it, and I'm assuming that it's developed for that stuff to be endgame stuff. But I would rather it just not be there. That's not that's not the content that that uh that I come to Pokemon for. Not that kind of grinding. Like let me grind out eggs. I'll grind out battles. I'll grind out a lot of stuff in Pokemon. What I'm what I don't want to grind out is random encounters if I can help it. If I can help it. You know what I mean? Because what little random encounters you're going to have to deal with ain't going to be the fun ones. You know? And so, yeah, that that's one thing I think is, uh, you know, a small knock. But another system, which is the... So you're part of a, a organization that is introducing the concept of domesticated Pokemon to the Hisui region uh, called the Galaxy Rangers. And so you progress through that organization through filling out the Pokedex. So kind of inclines you to do all of that extra engagement um or else because that it seems to be replacing the badge system because every time you star up in it you get to control higher and higher level pokemon so i'm assuming that there's no like official gym system in this one um but hasn't been established yet you're in the past we in the past the past of the Sinnoh region evidently but um yeah not for nothing. Okay, beyond that, I do enjoy the the storyline that they've kind of created as the pseudo Esekai. I thought it was a good way. It was a good use of that storyline, given the change in mechanics and the the storyline that they were trying to go with with it. Um, oh, the dude just like, like the, falls out of the sky. Yeah, you know, and and also that he went. Somewhat in the past of the Pokemon world, it made sense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it felt a little bit more organic than if they would have tried to isekai some other uh, uh, versions of the storyline. You know what I mean? So if they wanted to do that, I feel like they, they chose the right time to implement it at very least. But, um, yeah, the game is, is solid. I'm enjoying... Um, with what I've gotten so much. I'm about um nine to ten hours in right now. Um, but yeah, it it's actually like I'm like, yo, listen, I just wanted to get into this enough to where it's like, all right, I'm ready to take a break and then I would start Yakuza like a dragon infinite wealth. And I have not picked it up yet. Which is like, all right. Pokemon would do it. Do that. That shit grips you. You know what I mean? And so um that's something I've always appreciated from it. It takes such has such a basic formula, but it's just so engaging. Even with the very childlike presentation of the storyline. Um, and I say childlike presentation of the storyline because the themes that they're actually talking about are pretty heavy. Um, a lot of it's very heavy on the hey, you're a stranger, no one likes you. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to earn your keep. You know what I mean? A lot of that going on and and how the the main character is is very stalwart in that nah I'm just here to help. I've always been here to help. And your prejudice isn't gonna change like 
it, it's a it's it's a lot of interesting um motifs being represented in in, in the storyline. But yeah, um, you know, not for nothing. It's a solid entry. I think it's a solid entry, and I'm it, it it's actually making me more interested to check out Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet. So those are really good. You know, it, it did its job, and so I I know I you know my initial impressions of it were given after watching um live plays um and that was quite some time ago you know what i mean when it first released but uh i'm actually looking forward to playing through it and fuck it you know what i mean there's about to be a lot more uh uh reviews and breakdowns of, of my impressions of of these pokemon games because they there there's meat on the bone there you know what i mean and as a parent there's very few franchises that i think that we can get our kids into and it's one that um you know i would like to encourage people hey like it's a good franchise for kids you know what i mean like there's very few of them out there that have that you can trust to not like be pushing all kinds of weird shit and agendas and pokemon keeps itself relatively out of the muck you know what i mean and so yeah i look forward to um to getting into more of those games but yeah um Pokemon Legends Arceus, I think, does does a lot of uh, things right. Um, just the mission structure right now, not for me. The mission and the Pokédex structure, not 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 preferable. Um, but the gameplay is super solid and solid enough to keep me going through the MSQ. And so, if a game gives you a solid MSQ and play experience. I think that that's the that's that's the main part of what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? And so yeah, definitely. I I I feel like uh, Pokemon Arceus was not just a good purchase, but it was it was a good foray into the modern Pokemon um, development theory. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was dope. But yeah, um, moving on from that, you know, Marvels don't come out till the seventh in Disney Plus. I was looking forward to actually talking about that shit, and I was like, "Damn it! I've been trying to watch it. That shit ain't fucking out yet on Disney Plus." <laughs> so when that actually drops, I'll be definitely jumping on that so that we could uh, do a little more, you know, discussion on it because I want to be able to speak from a place of um, having seen it because I'm sure that I really feel like these Marvel movies—they're at least giving you entertainment. They might not be giving you, like, life-changing or plot-moving, you know what I mean, shit, but they're giving you entertainment, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> at very least, I look forward to to the Marvels for that. And, and the post-credit scenes were dope. <clears throat> yeah, and I want to I wanna see what that's all about, because I've still stayed away from, I mean, not that anybody's out there proliferating uh, the Marvels content, but, um, yeah, I, I want to check those out, too, so... Yeah, I'm look, definitely looking into getting that. And I definitely want to finish Blue-Eyed Samurai. Jesus, I know, I'm terrible. Um, it's been fucking almost two months since I actually started that shit. Oh, but, um, yeah, once I get some free time, definitely going to um, uh, check out the back half of that. Because, you know, Blue-Eyed Samurai was, was decent for what it was given. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah. Uh, other than that, not too much else has been going on. Um... Dang, I don't think there's uh dang, what does the twenty twenty four have on the docket? Like I mean, video games are gonna be popping for February. 
there's gonna be a lot because Final Fantasy VII Rebirth got me over here like scheming for a PS5. You know what I mean? Like I might have to do it. Um, but yeah, February is got a bunch of shit dropping. I mean, it's like two dozen titles dropping this month easily. Um, which it's funny how did I, that's one thing I would love to hear the lore behind is how February became like the month to drop your games because for like the past three years straight like february has been a huge month for releases but yeah it, evidently uh the uh the industry has has deemed it such so um yeah there'll be a bunch of things um to talk about uh hopefully in the entertainment sphere uh coming up but yeah um movies and tv i don't know shit i mean i heard there's an umbrella academy season three dropping they just recently fim- finished uh, filming. Uh, other than that, shit. What What is Marvel? I don't even know what Marvel has on 2024, but that's fine because unless that shit comes out, like, with exceptional reviews, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, and yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know what they have coming out this year. Yeah, and, 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 you know, anime is, the winter season's done. Or the winter season is all in the midst, right? Yeah, we're on around episode five. Yeah, so you got a couple more weeks before, or animes usually drop weekly, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, so, you know, we got a couple more weeks before that wraps up, um, and then we can actually see, you know, if they land uh, 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 some of these these uh, more um, interesting shows that they've 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 put out this um, this season, which what which one um, were new this season? Uh, this season we have um, some pretty interesting ones. There's a uh, um, delicious in dungeon dungeon meshy. Yes. That one's dungeon that, that meshy. One's, uh, yes, really really good. That mm-hmm. one's really funny. Uh, I checked out the first couple of episodes. Um, another one that's really strong is, um, <clears throat> there's the second season of, um, uh, what's it? Uh, I, I was kicked out of the hero's party for being yes. whack, <laughs> essentially. And so now I started a slow life in the countryside. There's the second season of that. Um, there's also a really good anime that, uh, started last season that's running into this one called Shangri-La Frontier. Mm-hmm. And that shit just looks Not super duper top notch. Yeah, that one is about like um, it's about this nerdy guy that really likes uh shitty games because he likes the challenge of beating the games despite the bugs and stuff like that. And then one of his friends introducing him to like the best game on the market, which was Shangri La Frontier, and it's a little bit uh um in the future where they have like full dive technology. You just put the little helmet on and. Go and just go uh, lay down in your bed, and you control the entire thing with your mind and shit. This thing is used to play with shit that don't even work. So now he's like, "Oh shit!" So now the the series is about him exploring this this fucking Shangri La game and hunting out hunting down the seven like mythical strongest monsters in the game. That that's that's the thing that caught his interest because he accidentally ran into one of them in like episode two or three. There's also um, uh, Kingdom Season 5, Mashal Season 2, 
um uh solo leveling they they got their anime debut this season yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of strong anime this season there's also um if people are into romance anime there's like the dangers in my heart i didn't i didn't really mm. uh, season two I didn't, I didn't really fuck with that one because damn rico you ain't in touch with the dangers in your own heart i mean it's because the main character is too whack like i fuck with rom-coms I actually do like the the high school rom-coms or shit but or just the romance stories or slicing life in general, but the main character can't be too whack, bro. Like, mm. okay, I, especially if, 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 like I mentioned in the past, like if their whackness is a part of the gimmick of the show and not like a point, not not like a a, a, a story point they need to grow out of, yeah. Then you know, what I mean, I'm never gonna like that character. It's always gonna annoy me every episode. So, like yeah. by episode three. If I'm not fucking with the main character, I'm usually out. But I couldn't even make it through five minutes of that episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Mm. I couldn't even make it five minutes. But there's also um the wrong way to use healing magic. I'm I'm really excited yes, about that, that one. That, I enjoyed that one. That one was really good. And um, uh, free run journeys end is it still has seven more episodes left. Um, I stopped her at around episode seven or eight because I wanted it to build up to watch the whole thing because that show is too good i just i love the title of that, uh the wrong way to use healing magic like yeah <laughs> this lands with me like so much yeah, but yeah. it was it, 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 it's shaping up so far mostly <clears throat> thus far it's just been like the introduction and the healing boot camp by the by the og healer but yeah that's what's up so um yeah, I, I definitely uh, can't wait to get to uh, into Like a Dragon, uh, Infinite Wealth. That game is gonna be a fun one because I've heard nothing but good things, and they're like, "Yo, if you just if you like the last one, this is gonna be pretty much the same thing." And the funny part is, is like, it's really interesting to hear people talk about the DLC content because. The way they talk about the DLC content is exactly how I felt about the last game's DLC content, which makes me feel like, holy, yeah, like that that level of consistency is, by the way, is kind of crazy. Like, holy shit! Like, how did you generate like a game that made people at the same time feel like they are satisfied with the progress and at the same time have exactly the same impression as the last game? That's fucking skills, my nigga. Like, that's actually like something to be to be lauded in and of itself. But like, the DLC content, like I would, and and I don't know if you remember when I um when we were talking about uh like a dragon when we first went through it, or when I went first went through it. But it was like you get to the post game, and the scaling is just irrelevant it's completely random like it's all based off of like whether they randomly hit or miss you and if they hit you you're dead and if you they miss you you're not dead and it was like it was like it's really hard to play rpgs especially turn-based rpgs with like evasion mechanics you know what i mean and um the funny part is is that they did the post game here is exactly the same like you'll feel like you're scaling like in a good way all throughout the main story of the game and then you get to the the post game and it's just like yeah you better be dominating <laughs> everything or else it's just like 
if they get a turn, the risk is so high. So high. And I was like, oh, holy shit. They just, they, so if you're complaining about this now and you didn't have that critique of it then, then definitely be a little bit uh, self-reflective because this is, they're, they're repeating at least that form of the content. But I find it wild that overall people feel like there has been enough progression and there is tons of enjoyable in-game things to do to where they feel satisfied with a game that gives them the exact same feeling as the last game. Wild. That, 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 it's I, rare I, when you actually catch the dragon. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they chased the dragon and they caught the dragon because they re- they recreated that exact same uh, uh, impression in the in the gamer. And so I, I definitely want to play it to see if I also feel that way at the end of that because regardless to what, you know, what I've heard or read about it, it's, I'm going to, when I play it, it's going to be, I'm going to experience it as if it's a completely new thing onto itself. So I can't wait to see if like, holy shit, dude, this was, this was something new or it's like, oh, this just felt really super derivative because there's callbacks. You know what I mean? Like any good RPG, there's callbacks to the, to the prior entry. And so, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm super interested to see how that, that pans out. But yeah, like, uh, Yakuza, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, that'll also, uh, that'll be my, my modern game of the year because boy, or, or modern game uh, play for the early part of the year. Because definitely, like, talking about Pokemon is uh, is an acquired taste. So I'll, I'll definitely keep some modern gaming up in the, in the discussion as well. Because um, I'm also considering getting um, Tekken soon. But, um, yeah, I'm just not, I'm not good at Tekken. Yeah, I've never like, really not played. not at all. I think yeah, I, and so I I've probably feel, played Tekken like maybe three times. Yeah, I've I used to play a lot of Tekken three. You know, Tekken three was really uh like there was like two three summers that Tekken three was like hot in rotation. But um yeah, I was more of a Soul Calibur player when it came to three D fighters. But um like Street Fighter is something that I played all throughout the Turbo Third Strike, like. You know, Street Fighter Four, um, Street Fighter Five is probably the one that I played the least, and that's only because I wasn't playing any video games during that time. You know what I mean? Like, so I have, you know, when when Street Fighter Six dropped, I was like, mm, yeah, I, I, I could play that and feel comfortable. Um, yeah, Tekken is one that I'm super kind of like, Ugh. you know, I hear good things, I hear all of the training mechanics that are that are available, the replay and all that stuff. I'm just dubious. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm reticent to jump headfirst into Tekken and, and without the time that I know would be necessary to become, like, proficient. Because, man, I'm a huge Yoshimitsu fan. <laughs> Yoshimitsu is my dog. And so, um, yeah. He's got the uh, wild moves. Bro, the most creative moves, the helicopter, the pogo sword. The poison breath, bro. The the harakiri, bro. Yep. Like, come on, he got all the best moves, all the best moves. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Hopefully, um, I might get up into some of the that Tekken vibes. But yeah, people, man, you know, 
people have been talking a lot about MK1 and its failure and its inability to uh to keep up with with uh Street Fighter and now Tekken um how Tekken has overshadowed its entire lifetime's worth of streams and 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 content creation in like the week it's been out you know what i mean like and then that that's hyperbole is it hasn't overshadowed its entire lifetime but it's definitely in the in the time that Tekken's been out Mortal Kombat 1 has not been nowhere near it in any of the metrics that are that are measured and so you know it, it's a shame man because i feel like that ip has so much goodwill you know despite the fact that it hasn't earned any of it despite the fact that it hasn't particularly like i think met the the bar or expectation of quality that its its player base has has desired from it and so you know it sucks that even this late stage in the game that they still can't get it together you know what i mean um content creators are pulling out of covering Mortal Kombat 1 um which is a bad look you know and, and you know what are, um are you familiar with the content creator Prince Panther I am False. not um so he's a like he's a Saudi prince who actually like he's a Mortal Kombat fanatic and so he pumps money into the content the Mortal Kombat content creation community and he um he pulled out he said hey listen you know, I'll always play, but there, there, there's no play here. You know, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, me putting money into this community to make it happen thing. Like the amount of money that's been put in with no response just shows that the game doesn't have it. You know, and and as somebody, and that's crazy as somebody who's clearly been with Mortal Kombat since Mortal Kombat's been a thing. Like. Yikes. So, you know, it's on the devs at that point, honestly. that That's who I ultimately think this falls back on is um, you got to put out a good game when the 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 entire um, competition is putting out high-end games. Nah, B. You know what I mean? Like, Street Fighter Six is a high-end game. I mean, shit, they Tekken got is time. a high-end game. Strive is, you know what I mean? Like, they're high-end games, you know? I'm sorry, what were you saying? I mean, they got time. They could just do like Street Fighter Five did and just make updates that make the game better. I mean, I hope. I hope. I hope. It just seems the gap is real wide right now. Like, and, and their competitors all, you know, um, with the exception of Tekken, um, they all have a jump on them in terms of like community building and all that stuff. You know what yeah. they say, man. <clears throat> You're always ever only competing with yourself. True. That's true. Hey, because they're established. <laughs> like when you're a new like when you're a smaller franchise, I would I wouldn't be so inclined to say so. But when you have an established community like Mortal Kombat, Phil Yeah. Man. They've been around. That That's okay. That that you can make that statement, yeah. And they've been around. They should know they they should definitely yeah they have all the tools in order to make this shit better you know what i'm saying maybe they tried some shit with the mk1 and didn't pan out i mean they can either lay down and just let that shit die or take the feedback and fucking make some shit 
Yeah, I want like, and I wonder what it is that that prevents them from landing with with the user base because I think that the user base is pretty open. You know what I mean? Like between what they've done with Tekken and Street Fighter Six and DNF Duel and Strive and all of these things, like the the player base is open. You know what I mean? Like they're not holding you to a certain thing. It's just up to you to create something that's palatable to them. And I really can't imagine um, a company or, or a franchise with Mortal Kombat's resources not being able to come up with palatable material to serve to their to their player base. And so, yeah, I, I don't know what it is that keeps them from, from getting there. I just hope they get over it. Yeah, I mean, you know? I mean, it happens. You know what I mean? The street, remember when Street Fighter versus Tekken happened? Sometimes Yeesh. developers try some shit and it just don't really work well. You just got to go back to the drawing board and try again. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they can... Um, and I don't even know what they plan on doing because I can imagine that from their conception, MK1's as marketing cycle is supposed to last a lot longer than what it's had so far. You know what I mean? Like, they can't be anywhere near what they proposed their marketing cycle was supposed to be. So, I don't know if they keep on pushing this or if they're just like, you know what, guys? No, they definitely try to fix this. They got to fix this. You know? Um, And hopefully, hopefully they fix it on the order of the larger repairs. You know what I mean? Kind of like a Final, Final Fantasy Reborn type thing. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, hey, hey! We're really gonna write the ship here. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna keep what worked, and we're gonna get rid of. We're gonna just get rid of what didn't. Nah, yeah. I'm, I'm expecting more like Street Fighter, where they'll introduce a new mechanic or game mode and a couple of new nostalgic characters, and then the overall problem will still mostly be there, and then they'll slowly fix those one or two of those problems over the course of two years, and. They charge you every time they make a new fix on it. It's generally how they go about the, doing that shit. Well, that's certainly the more plausible of ways to go about it. But damn it. I know, man. It sucks, bro. Like, they're never going to put, like, they're never going to do the due diligence. They're never going They really aren't, like, It's like, because the thing is, is like, we would have had to like their original idea for them to feel confident enough to like, you know what I mean? Do something more. And it's like, if you don't like initially grab, like jump, jump on, or if the fans don't initially just jump onto what they produce, they usually just, you know, talk about how shitty the fans are and keep it pushing. Like they rarely go back to like, write the ship like final like that's what made final fantasy reborn so unique it's like holy shit they actually like said no we're gonna we're gonna save the ship they actually said we're gonna save the ship that's crazy and that never happens that's so rarely um maybe what what was it um outer wilds was that the one that that flopped so hard uh, I, I'm not familiar with Outer Wilds, but I know No Man's Sky. No did Man's that Sky. As well. I'm sorry. I apologize, Outer Wilds. You don't deserve that smut on your name. Um, it was No Man's Sky. That was the one I was referencing. 
Um, but yeah, you know, No Man's Sky turned around the ship, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually eventually delivered on what they promised. I mean, sometimes they do that, you know? They, <clears throat> they know they can't deliver know? on what they promised, but the influx of funds in the first few weeks is enough to actually make it happen, so they eventually do deliver it, just not when they said it was going to yeah. be ready. And, you know, that's when your intentions aren't trash. You know what I mean? Like, their intentions were good the whole time. It's just really rare for that to be the case. Like, those are the only two that I can remember. Um, and they took some really dedicated-ass developers who really loved what they were doing, you know? And so unless I have evidence that, you know, things, something is being developed by developers who love their IP and what they're doing, uh, it's probably going to be more of what you're saying than what I think is going would hope would happen, you know? Not man. that I think it's gonna happen. It's what I. There's always a business. Everything is a business opportunity, man. Even when you fuck up. <laughs> yep, it's true. Because you broke something, you fuck up. which means that there's there's gonna be money in fixing it. Like more often than not, like like you see all the time on, on like Hell's Kitchen when the motherfuckers start losing money from yeah. shit in the office. Less people are showing up. What do they do? Raise the prices. <laughs> The worst. <laughs> Just defer that cost somewhere else. It's like, oh, word? Y'all niggas, them niggas ain't showing up? Well, I'm going to charge you for their portion. Yeah, and, and that is a very, that's a very, um, it's a very typical management move, not a really typical operations move. You know what I mean? Like, if it. there's an operations end, they're like, mm, that's probably not going to end well. It's like, but when it's just management, Yeah. <laughs> You're shooting yourself in the foot. You know that, right? It's mm-hmm. like you have one lifeline left and you're setting it on fire. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is like when you're producing something, you're always worried about who's going to buy it. You know what I mean? Like you never lose sight of like I'm producing something that someone has to buy. But when you're only managing the movement of something, you don't give What? What? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I get paid for moving it from warehouse to warehouse. That's not. It, it's much easier when it's all numbers. Yeah, you know I mean, and so the decision making comes out very different. But yeah, um, yeah. Nonetheless, let me go ahead and uh, jump into here some of these topics because I know I did um touch on some stuff last week that was that I said I was gonna um elaborate on this weekend, which we'll wrap up with with, with these couple things going on. Um. First thing I want to start out with was uh, the funny because this guy Elon Musk can't stop losing. Guy, I just like, bro. I've never seen somebody who could benefit more from being quiet, other than Donald Trump and the PR team for the the Avatar: The Last Airbender movie. Those are the only two camps that could benefit from shutting the fuck up more than. Elon Musk, because this guy has talked his way into having his whole $56 billion uh, uh, um, um, payout package for for Twitter uh, um, challenged by a shareholder in the most corporate-friendly fucking court known to man, Delaware court. Only to have them say, like, yeah, you know what? Based on the performance of this executive, this payout package absolutely is not commensurate with his performance. And so we're going to send it back up the fucking chain 
for you guys to actually figure out what this guy is doing because it's clearly not $56 billion fucking fucking dollars for crashing the goddamn company. Like, do you know how bad you have to run a company for the Delaware Court of Chancery to see you as malfeasant with your payout package? Dude, there's more corporations incorporated in Delaware than people in Delaware because of how friendly they are to fucking uh, uh, corporations. And this guy has performed so poorly as an executive that even they're like, mm, we can't. We can't in good faith. If we give you the money, then there's clearly no law. And so I think that is, it just goes to show, like, the fact that people consider his name on a company as a increase in valuation just shows the ignorance of people. Because clearly this man brings no operational value. He can't even get himself fucking paid. Like, it's just, I just think it's hilarious because of the amount of people who are willing to, to, to go to bat for this shithead for no reason. Other than they just want to be fucking either aspirationally poor or contrarian in the conversation. It's fucking crazy to me, but I just think it's funny. Like, you know, only more and more is he going to be proven to be a terrible CEO, businessman, uh, 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 tech guru. He's going to be proven to be completely none of those things. And people will still be like, yo, but are we going to follow Neuralink? Yo, are we all going to get the Neuralink? We should all put computers in our brain. And I'm just like, God, okay. You all should put computers in your brain. You know what I mean? And the 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 logical outcome of that will be entirely on you. You know, like, it just kills me. But yeah, fucking Elon Musk enters into the news feed once again for fucking taking L's on L's on L's. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, unfortunately from that, there's not too much to, to, to be laughing at when it comes down to what's coming across the news feed. Um, you know... <clears throat> One of the few people in Congress that I find might not be blameless, but stands to scrutiny for everything that I've ever seen brought up against her, and that's Cori Bush. And now, being a black woman in Missouri, full stop, like, being a black representative in Missouri puts this woman at risk given the political extreme extremists that exist in American society. And I'm not saying it's a majority, but I'm saying you only need a handful of political extremists to commit acts of violence. And so Cori Bush recently has been put under investigation because they are scrutinizing her use of funds towards getting security for her public appearances, which is fucking crazy. The fact that they're scrutinizing that is a complete signal that there is something about this woman that they don't find worth protecting. Because if you look at Nancy Schumer and Chuck Pelosi, uh, Nancy Schumer, Chuck, totally mixed their names up. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer's uh, a consistent 
use of fund uh, uh, of of their their public funds for their security detail. It's absurd. It's absurd. Both of them spend well over half a million dollars in, in their security details out of their public fund, and I know that because it's coming out of their public fund. But yet, Cori Bush uses her 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 uh, public financing towards keeping herself safe, and that's a problem. It feels like a dog whistle. The government only pays to protect certain types of people. And and what's worse is is that she has been very vocal in her support of ceasefire in Palestine, and so it feels like this is a movement from APAC, because APAC likes to leverage those few, those few but powerful levers that they have, primarying investigations, and 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 ways to attack people who don't support them, because the idea that Corey Bush, listen what. Ever they pay her security detail is too little. That woman needs to be protected. She is she is representing a a a a a very very underrepresented demographic in this country that is way larger than is understood because of how quiet they tend to be. But. Cori Bush represents a, a, a subsection of, of black folk who do not take to the mainstream democratic edifice that empowers people who do not benefit them, such as the Clarence Thomases and so forth, and the Tim Scotts. She represents black people who don't fall under that umbrella. You know what I mean? And so I find it especially egregious that they've taken their time out to attack her. They can't primary her because they know she's rock fucking solid in her district. And so they try to attack her with investigations on shit that is clearly her hiring security. What? Yes. I want I want all the money to go towards that. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 and and I'm pretty sure anybody in her district. I don't imagine that nationwide she has that kind of support. No, but within her district, I'm sure that the people who elected her are completely okay with the fact that those funds are being used that way because those funds are their tax dollars and their votes or what represent the control over those tax dollars. And so, you know, it, it, it's a, I think it's a very ugly look for APAC to attack her that way with, with baseless allegations. It's a very common tactic that they use to people, uh, against people who do not support typically the, the agendas that they're pushing forward. And, and I would highly uh, uh, advise... You know, check out what Cori Bush is doing in, in 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 her Senate seat. It's I think it's very impactful. You know, it's very rare that someone stays so consistently on the right side of history in our government. And so I feel very strongly about that. You know what I mean? Like even where her contemporaries such as AOC and, and Rashida Tlaib and, and and Ilhan Omar might make, you know, 
diversions or 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 missteps, she manages to stay very consistent and very strong in representing American people. And while I'm not a huge nationalist and I don't believe in nationalism, in a world where nationalism exists, I would prefer that our politicians err on the side of benefiting first their constituents and at large the greater American enterprise. You know, and so, you know, and that's where I, I, I kind of like, I like Ilhan Omar, but that's kind of where I separate from her because she represents, she, she goes out and says, I represent Somali Americans first. And it's like, I hear you. That is a, dem- that is a demographic, but I'm not exactly sure if that equips you to make the best moves in American democratic circles. And, and, and so I hope that she can evolve on that position, but listen, I'm, I'm not going to promote nationalism in the populace, but I absolutely feel like the politicians at large should probably want to support the American nationals and the greater public first. That's just kind of like, yeah, I mean, like no matter how much I identify with Jamaican culture or parts of Jamaican culture, if I'm going to run my neighborhood election station, I'm going to do so with American people as the primary. You know what I mean? Like it just it just feels weird and odd that somebody would go out of their way to say that even if you felt that way. You know what I mean? Like as an American politician, I feel like you should probably have a better acumen for the state of politics at large and your job. Your job. Because unfortunately, you are your constituents I guarantee you that you have more white constituents than Somali-American constituents. So that's just kind of dismissive. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't ride this diversity, equity, inclusion shit to a position because white people are trying to do something about their white guilt. You know what I mean? And not at least represent their some of their interests like that that's just a weird thing to to position yourself as but anyway you know what i mean that's one thing that's to go back to the 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 point at hand i feel it's very interesting that this is that's what they choose to publicize about cory bush is that she's now under investigation for her use of funds for her security team when i'm pretty sure that and 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 the best part is is that she's been completely compliant. She has she's been completely transparent. She's acquiesced to all like what are y'all even talking about? You know what I mean? And so like it's just the smear campaign on 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 her reputation. And that's a shame because you know, a lot of white people here like you're under investigation and that's it. That's all they need. You're guilty because they have this implicit uh, belief in the pro- in the federal prosecution system as if it can't be weaponized against people the same way the rest of the judicial system is, you know? And so, yeah, that, that one was one that I came across that I was like, boo to that, for sure. But, um, 
yeah, you know, just to touch on some of what's been going on, um, you know, I, 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 sh- I did kind of a rapid fire uh, at the end of the last episode, talking about three major medical situations that had come across the, the news feed, and that was, excuse me, um, the story of Zionists declining uh, or accepting patients of interfaith and then denying them proper treatment. There was the difficulties of the people of East Palestine as the children are experiencing extreme um, medical situations because as they go through puberty. Um, and then there was the situation in East Oakland where Kaiser Permanente tried to set up in a gentrified neighborhood only to find out that East Oakland niggas don't play that shit. Um, and so, yeah, just to elaborate a little bit more um, on each of those uh, before we we head up and out of here. Um, so the the story about the, the doctor who was refusing um, uh, to administer treatment um, mid-practice, uh, I believe this was an Israeli doctor who was practicing in New York. And... He has already. He has since been, I think, removed of his um, ability to to openly practice. I think, uh, pending further investigation. But I, the reason why I brought it up is because it is indicative of an issue in the American medical system in which it very much empowers individuals with certain ideological bents to disproportionately affect their patient base. Um, whether it is um, racist nurses who don't want to uh, provide proper um, pain care to to black women because of their prejudices against them, or whether it's Zionist Jews who who will not administer medicine to Muslim uh, patients, even though they'll accept them under their care. You know, it's indicative of a flaw in our medical system in which doctors have a certain impunity, which I'm not saying doctors are bad. I'm saying that a system that provides them impunity to not have to double check what they're doing and at least keep their biases at home is extremely problematic. And that's the that's the system that we live in. And it's a system that black people have ultimately been subjected to for a long time. And there are certain ways to circumvent it, but if you are subject to the general uh, medical system, um, the term medical racism exists for a reason. It's not a figment of the imagination. Um, And so it's one of those things that especially black mothers um, deal with in the extreme um, to a point where black maternal mortality is extremely high, and it's 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 very problematic, and so we need to to be very considerate of that when we look into our own healthcare, you know, um, as we go throughout the system, you know what I mean? And so, I, I, that's why I wanted to bring that one up, um, not to particularly point out the designist element, which it was there, um, which just coincides with a lot of other things going on in our. Uh, government, but mostly to point out 
be very mindful of your of how you consume and move throughout the healthcare system. You have to be mindful of of running across uh, individuals who might not have your best interest and are empowered to exercise that that malcontent towards you. You know what I mean? And so yeah, there was that one, and then there was um. You know, the continued difficulties of the people in East Palestine to receive medical care for their children who are having all kinds of difficulties. Um, it's hitting the, the young women particularly hard, but the boys are, are no better. And, it, and it's sad. Like, you know, we look at Flint, Michigan, and we talk about how bad that is and how it's still to the point where there's, you know, you're better off drinking bottled water than touching anything out of your pipe tap type of thing. And now we have East East Palestine and these our government is just so malfeasant in taking care of these situations. It blows my fucking mind. It is it is utterly unacceptable that this is not a main focus of the Biden campaign and and something that they are blasting out like no, we took care of these people. We can take care of Americans. These fucking people can't take care of anyone. They can't take care of any of us. And that's why they're doomed to fail. You know, this fucking administration is just so terribly behind the curve. And and there's there's nothing there's nothing to be said outside of this shit is fucked. There's no there's no eloquent you know, uh, 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 analysis of how the local politics could have saved them. No, there's nothing. The harm is done. The fucking train fucking blew up. These people need your help. They need massive amounts of help. They need to be relocated until this situ this environment is is handled. They cannot consistently be drinking this water and breathing this air. They're fucked if they do. There's nothing eloquent to say about that shit. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this government is just so far gone. They're, they can't help anyone. This is not a big situation. The, this town is not that big. It is so well within the operational power of our government to save these people from this fucking tragedy that is about to happen upon them. That has happened to them. That is just waiting for the shoes to fall. It's well within the operational fucking capacity of this government. This government fucking moves troops around the fucking world to great effect, but can't seem to move their own citizens to places of safety when the fucking train blows up. Listen, hey, man, I just, I just don't want people to think that when I talk about how fucking degenerate this government and country is, that I'm just saying it from a place of just wanting to hate this country. I don't. But we gotta be honest of the assessment of the job that they're fucking doing. It's so bad. It's so bad. They're doing the worst job possible for somebody with the resources they have. Yeah. We're not in fucking name X other fucking country. I get it. But given the resources that we have, the fact that there is people languishing in a toxic pool of fucking air and water that they can't fucking consume in multiple places in this country. I don't know, man. I just feel like that shouldn't happen. 
and it I, I think that it's far less difficult than they're making it out to be to get it to not happen. I just I just see them do some other shit that's pretty fucking amazing and wondering why can't we get that to happen to save the people who are here who fucking care. Just I don't know, man. It's just it just blows my mind that the average American hasn't decided like, yeah, no, do you know what the shit ain't really working that well for me? Because it's not. Like it's really not. And you can have fucking millions of people in a class action lawsuit of opiates, so you know, you know, kind of reflecting the mental malaise of what's going on here, but no, nah, no, nah, 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 nah. just fucking blows my mind. Just can't can't really wrap my hand, my mind about around that one. You know what I mean? Because Americans are pretty enabled in terms of like, if you wanted. To do something. Just can't imagine as to how nothing actually gets done. But I don't have to imagine. We live in that shit. We're living in the apathy environment. We're living in the apathy nation. And and unfortunately, like, uh, you know, I just feel like I'm so dedicated to the prospect of, like, humans transcending this fucking thing that we're in right now. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... I want to be invested in that project, but like, mm, it requires too many people to get along and agree on something. Or not even get along, but just like agree on an idea. And there's too many things that are pulling people's ideas away from each other because it doesn't make any sense. Like, we should be unified in this very simple concept of like, hey, we made the government. The government can be organized to better our lives. Why don't we do that? Nah. Nah. Yeah. And so um what was the, the 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 last one I was supposed to be uh touching on there was oh, Kaiser Permanente in Oakland. Listen. I have no love for Kaiser Permanente. Um they're an insurance company. They are not adequate uh uh deliverers of of medical care. And and I say that, like, you know, I love my sister to death. And I know that she, as a nurse, you know, you got to work for who employs you. You know what I mean? And Kaiser Permanente now is one of the largest employers of nurses in the country. Only to find out that most nurses thought, you know, they had this concept of a hospital, you know, and that a hospital is designed around providing the best health care. It's like, no, this is an insurance company that is designed to lower the cost of delivering insurance premiums. And so the hospital is ancillary to how do we most cheaply service these people's needs. And the and and, and you know what fucks me up the worst is that very core to their business model is that the best way to service your needs is to not ever know or address your needs. And so it is so hard to get in front of somebody who can diagnose you when you when you work with Kaiser Permanente. Like, ah, uh, like I don't know if you've ever had issues with the VA, but let me tell you, you never want to have to go into this fucking medical, this Kaiser Permanente medical system if you can help it. You know what I mean? I, have you ever have you ever gone through it? 
No, nah, no, nah, I've just been with the BA the whole time. Bro. Bro, it is so big. Ah, oh, it's so fucking bad, bro. Like, it's so hard to find any, like, any, if your arm isn't broken, or if, like, you're not, like, hemorrhaging blood, they aren't equipped to even help you at all. They have zero ability to provide affordable internal care. Like, it's fucking sick, my guy. It's the fucking worst. Like, so anyway, they build these fucking hospitals into the middle of, uh, of poor neighborhoods. Poor people think that they're hospitals so they can get health care only to find out that they can't. And then most of the time, they're just like, oh, and they get turned away. And then they have to, to move to other areas where they have services. East Oakland ain't the place to try that motherfucking metric. They were like, cool, 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 cool. We're about to make it real unprofitable for you to be here. <laughs> like, and, and I'm so for it. That is civil disobedience. And I'm sorry if you fucking run your country in such a way that civil obedience, civil disobedience comes in the form of corporations get robbed. Like, there's, listen, there's literally nothing else for these people to do to interface with their city council, to interface with, with, with local politicians to prevent something like this from happening. It's here. And they were tricked into letting it be built here and to having their tacit consent into having it built there. And when you trick people into doing shit and they find out that they're tricked, guess what? They might get mad. And am I holding them accountable? No, because your trick came first. Sorry. Like, we got to get away from this fucking scam economy that thinks that just tricking people into doing things that they they don't want to do is a lot, is a valid way to get change in communities. Like, we got to get away from this idea. Like, those people thought that Kaiser Permanente was going to be a public hospital when it was built there. Yes, ignorance, we can hold them accountable for all that ignorance, but I guarantee you it wasn't because they openly told them, no, this is a private insurance-based hospital. I guarantee you they weren't ignorant to the facts because they went out of their way to be honest. So, no. You know what I mean? Like, when I hear that 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 the the crime rate in East Oakland is skyrocketing, skyrocketing because you know the areas around the, the 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 gentrification are being targeted. Listen, man. Listen. <laughs> I I I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run to the hills and act like shit has gotten sideways all of a sudden. This 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 is this is. What happens when sheeps wander into the wolves' territory? You know what I mean? Y'all chose to do this. You know what I mean? And, and they're always choose to frame it like, why do you tear down your own neighborhoods? It's because these none of these services are part of the fucking neighborhood that these people live in. They are all forces to move them out because what's going to happen? Kaiser Permanente comes. The, the property uh, prices jack up, that raises up rents, that raises up property taxes for people who've owned in the city for a long time. And, and, then, and then they get pushed out. And it's like, yo, nah, B. Nah, B. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna sit here. Because no, I don't want to be on the side of encouraging 
you know, people to take to the streets and, and terrorize fellow citizens. No, I don't want us to be on the side of that. But I'm also not on the side of people strategically using their resources to push people out of neighborhoods. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucked up. Cause so they're utilizing what resources they have and what abilities they have to push you back out of the neighborhood. How is that not fair game? Yeah, I mean, everyone's using asymmetric warfare. So, and you got police on your side. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it isn't fair. It isn't fair. So, when I hear all of the, the, the hoopla about what's going on in East Oakland, nah, that's just East Oakland doing what East Oakland does. And it's been around for the past, what, 70 years? Ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. It's like that. This ain't no bug. The feature, it was built this way. They knew what they were doing when they when they when they passed all the city ordinances and funneled all the people who live in Oakland to where Oakland is. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and we'll wrap up on that. That uh, you know, you you get what you pay for. You know what I mean? You can't get mad when people uh, uh, defend themselves and lash back to when when you try to gentrify and ruin their neighborhoods. You know. But yeah, um, if you did enjoy the show, please feel free to subscribe. You can find us on anchor.fm and on patreon.com. You can also find us on social media on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at Home Heron and on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at Heron's Homies. And you can find me on Instagram at Rico GVO. And always remember, guys, time's only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistake. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from. Thanks again for joining us and have a great one. Peace out. Take it easy.